Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hello to all of you cannabis aficionados and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Folks, first I'd like to thank our listeners for buying my novel. It's called Just Try Me and it is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And my book is about three cannabis consuming women who get involved in all matters of international intrigue. Just Try Me has been called attractive to people who appreciate spicy intrigue. And one reviewer, a man said, if the action doesn't grab you, the sex will. It's a page turner. Now, speaking of sex, today's topic just happens to be sex, coronavirus, and cannabis. And with us today from Chicago is Dr. Sarah Mann, MD, and she, and she is a critical care physician who has expanded into disease prevention and the use of medical cannabis to treat a variety of illnesses and conditions. And to that end, Dr. Mann founded the Mindful Medicine Clinic, which is based in Barrington, Illinois. Barrington is right outside of Chicago. And she's also a professor at DePaul University in Chicago. Dr. Sarah Mann, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Thank you, Paxton. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Dr. Mann, well, well, most of the media and our attention, I got to say, is focused on the coronavirus. I thought we'd look at how the pandemic and the quarantines and, and the general anxieties, how it's affecting people's sex lives. And it seems that forced togetherness for many couples isn't necessarily resulting in increased intimacy in the bedroom. It sounds like um, sex is going down. And I started looking around and found a recent study that was done by researchers at university uh, in Indiana, Indiana University, actually. And it found that nearly, and listen to these statistics, folks, half of a sample of 1,010 adults reported a decrease in their sexual behavior during the pandemic. And then another uh, news poll, which it was online, NBC News Online, there are more than 11,000 respondents who said exactly the same thing, that coronavirus is negatively impacting people's love life. And that's very sad to hear that. So my first question to you, Dr. Sarah Mann, is what do you think about these studies? Are they right? and what is the problem right now? Well, yeah, I'm not at all surprised by those statistics. Nothing about what's happening is romantic or sexy in any way. I mean, first, you have undomiciled couples. I mean, the single people out there, think of how terrifying dating has just become. It's scary to shake someone's hand that you don't know well. So, um, <laughs> it, that's become rough. But then let's just talk about, you know, families parents, uh, husbands and wives, husbands and husbands, wives and wives, however we domicile that are cohabitating. I mean, you are together for every second, every irritating second of every irritating day. Um, You have the additional stress of not having jobs, the bills are piling up. It is very hard to 
feel romantic when you are that stressed out. Well, I, I can understand that myself. Uh, now, can you tell us more about the endocannabinoid system and how it actually regulates sexual function? In fact, how does the endocannabinoid system regulate all of our organs? Now, am I correct in saying this? Yeah, it does. It has a widespread impact on the body. Um, so unlike many of our hormones and um medications and things that impact our body, the endocannabinoid system actually affects a lot of different receptors. A lot of people talk about the endocannabinoid receptors themselves, but it's actually widespread. It's on all of the tissues, all of the organs, from the skin to the brain. So it has a widespread impact. And while most medications are designed to either increase or decrease something, for example, increase or decrease your blood pressure, blood sugar, an endocannabinoid uh, or cannabis is what's called centralizing. The whole endocannabinoid system is centralizing. It's meant to, to maintain balance in the body. So if your blood pressure is high, it should reduce it. And if it's low, it should increase it. And so it does that with sexual function as well. Now, that is not quite as well known, um, but the impact is kind of twofold. One, in balancing the hormones, uh, but more importantly, in a time like this, regulating your stress and your ability to deal with stress. That is what's going to make it the most romantic drug right now. Interesting. Now, because of, of the issue of, of decreased sexuality among couples during these, these times, what would you suggest for people who, shall we say, are fortunate enough to have access to cannabis? And, and, and knowing that for some people, getting too stoned can can induce even more anxiety. Uh, I imagine that you would tell people to go slow, uh, low dose. Uh, what is the recommended approach to, to all this, this, this cannabis and, and how to make sex better? That's the exact right approach. Go low and slow. Um, being too stoned, also not sexy. Just like being too drunk and, you know, bending over a toilet. I mean, being passed out on the couch is not going to help your love life at all. Um, getting it, there's at least as much CBD as THC. Um, there's at least as much CBD as THC. Um, in most places, that would be called a one-to-one -one strain. Um, those would be very helpful. They're very relaxing. Um, because the truth is that between, let's say, 8 p.m. and midnight, stress isn't going to help you, right? Paying your bills isn't going to help you. But, you know, relaxing and taking a little time for yourself will help you the next day. And so that's an appropriate time to just relax and have a little bit of cannabis. And I mean a little bit. Um, you do not want to start with edibles for this. It can take up to two hours for edibles to kick in, okay? You don't want to start flirting and then two hours later be ready. Um, so something either inhaled or sublingual, like a tincture that might kick in in about 15 to 30 minutes, something inhaled would be one to two minutes. Um, that's what I would recommend, something short acting and low dose. Now, I've talked to some people who have tried all this and what they're finding is sometimes they have to go back to the dispensary and find a, 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 another CBD tincture because apparently not all a CBD tinctures are the same. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't want you to recommend a product, but uh, what do you, you think about that? Of, you know, you have to, to keep trying, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. 
it's not only are not all products the same, but not all people are the same. So everyone's genetics are very different. And there's actually a right strain and a right balance for everyone. We just have no idea what it is. Um, and so when I'm seeing patients in the clinic for medical things, you know, where we have specific goals, not just, you know, a fun and pleasant night, but perhaps controlling pain or a symptom, we might have to try a hundred strains before we find the exact right one. Um, they're not unpleasant experience. You know, it might be that this strain is only getting us 80% there, or this strain is getting us there, but making me a little too tired. So yeah, we often have to try a lot of different strains. Now, does that also mean that maybe we could do a combination like, uh, uh, you know, brand A and, and brand C and, and, and mm -hmm. brand uh, D? Uh, yep. It's, it's, yeah, it's I do a lot complicated. of mixed mm -hmm. it, it can be for more complicated symptoms and more complicated diseases. Um, and also some people have three or four diseases that I'm treating. So definitely I do combinations, but I always start with something simple. You know, we have to have problems with something easy before I would make something that complicated. Now I know, um, cause I've talked to people who also, you know, smoke marijuana and they say that uh, the same is true with marijuana, that they might have to try, uh, I'm just going to make up a name, uh, slow going, uh, and, or then they'll try fast going or whatever. Uh, you know, what do you say about that if people uh, want to smoke marijuana? Um, I, I think that it is an important way to use cannabis. I know the smoking is controversial, most of the negative smoking data has come from cigarettes um, and the assumption of toxic byproducts, but there's not actually studies showing the dangers of inhaling cannabis. Um, so especially if you do something like vape it, and I'm talking about vaping flour, not the oil cartridges, but you can put actual flour in a vaporizer. So you're not getting those smoky products of combustion. It's a much healthier way, but the fact is that the onset of smoking is only one to two minutes. So with certain conditions like migraines, where you have to break a migraine quickly uh, or you have no chance, that one to two minutes is very important. Or if I have an autistic child, well, I don't have children smoke, don't worry. But um, if I have an autistic child um, who is hitting their parents, we use a sublingual spray because it's so fast. You know, you can't, you, you need to use the appropriate time frame, And sometimes that's just inhaled. Interesting, interesting. Now, um, if you're you're not fortunate to have access uh, for CBD and and uh, or, or marijuana, uh, what's another way to go? Would you suggest? Move? Oh, um, if you can't move to a better state, then I would suggest. Um, actually for everyone, whether or not you have access to marijuana is first of all, to set aside some time for yourself and your loved one, because in a time when we're forced together all the time, we forgot to, uh, we forget to take time together. Um, uh, if, um, you have to set something up, focus on each other, continue to be mindful of each other's needs. And I actually recommend meditating for, uh, couples. Um, it can be very helpful, um, and meditating both alone and together, uh, can really enhance your relationship. Oh, that's nice to hear. Now, Dr. Mann, we need to take a short break, but we'll be back momentarily and we'll be back speaking with you. And this is 
Sarah Mann, and she's from Mindful Medicine Clinic in Barrington, Illinois. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. It's time to Hemp Present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Folks, we're back and we've been talking about cannabis, the COVID virus, and sex. And we've been talking with Dr. Sarah Mann from uh, Chicago. And I wanted to turn to what you actually do. Uh, I understand once you became aware of the importance of the endocannabinoid system and the essential role it plays, that you set up your clinic, the Mindful Medicine Clinic. Uh, what went into that and, and how is it going now over a year later and what are you finding? I know that's a big, huge question. <laughs> yeah, well, it started, you know, I was in the ICU. I do critical care and neurocritical care. So I, I had a lot of patients asking me if they would benefit from cannabis and I would tell them they would. And I, we would talk about why, and then they would ask me where they could get it. And I would say, I, I don't know. The corporations don't allow us to prescribe it. Um, you'd have to Google it. And that was just horrible to tell these people after strokes and head injuries and spinal injuries. And excuse me, one day I just couldn't tell another kid no. So I, uh, I rented like a, it was a co-work space, you know, that you could just sign up for and um, got myself a charting system and, and opened a clinic so that I could, uh, get him certified before he was discharged. Um, and, 
he he did pretty well. So um, from there, uh, it, it was kind of a transition thing. I still spent a lot of hours in the ICU and I was intending to switch over to the clinic, but it's, it's hard to leave the ICU during COVID. So I'm, I'm still there a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of expanding the clinic now, focusing on cannabis and, and genomics and kind of a lot of other integrative uh, cares. And um, I know that you also have dealt with a lot of, shall we say, traditional physicians out there. Uh, many of them who uh, in the past have, shall we say, poo-pooed uh, cannabis. Uh, are you working with any of those people and, and how are you getting them to maybe come to understand that actually uh, a cannabis is good? In some uh, cases, not all cases, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm, I actually am one of those those traditional doctors. I, I trained purely in the traditional system. I, I did critical care. I've uh, ordered Epi more than any other drug I've ever ordered. So uh, I am a traditional doctor and I'm surrounded by them. And I, I do hear a lot of that poo-pooing. <laughs> um, a lot of places will still call it uh, a drug of abuse or uh, instead of, um, uh, you know, a medication. So I, I try and educate. I was doing a lot better before COVID. Um, so it was pretty easy. I was surrounded by doctors that trusted me to a profound degree for my critical care work. Um, and I took care of all their critical care patients. And so just because I said it was good, they kind of trusted me. Um, but with COVID, we're kind of isolated. So uh, I haven't seen any of my my doctor friends recently. Uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Now, um, do you do you think that, that uh, cannabis can help uh, a lot more people and that uh, by having all of this negative uh, stuff coming out about uh, about cannabis that it, it's just becoming like it's 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 backtracking when it should be going forward uh, are you doing anything in in the medical community actually to be more of an activist uh, than than that uh, yeah yeah well I'm on the editorial committee for the Society of cannabis clinicians and so I'm writing whenever I can and educating whenever I can. Um, and uh, I think it is going forward. I think the negative stuff is expected when anything changes. Everyone's opposed to change. But um, I think it's really coming into the forefront. And I think the fact that it survived um, this far into the Trump administration is spectacular. Uh, if he couldn't destroy it, I, I think that's a big step forward. And it, it, it speaks to the strength of the program. I see. Now, you had mentioned something about genomics. Uh, mm -hmm. And can you tell us what you mean by that? I, I, I hate to sound um, uninformed, but I really don't know uh, about genomics. And I'm sure many of our, our listeners don't either. Well, it's a pretty cutting edge field. It's not really in the forefront, but basically it is reading your genetic code and deciding what would be best for you based on your genetics. And so if people are having trouble balancing medications, it would say what medication is best. You know, is a statin going to make your muscles hurt? Is intermittent fasting a good nutritional option for you? Um, do you have a messed up cannabis receptor that might give you migraines? And so we can look at a lot of symptoms and, and basically how your body interacts with the environment. And we only look at genes. People think genes are uh, set in stone, that that is just your 
uh, you're set for life. Uh, but it's not true. We can actually turn them on and off. Uh, and actually, to such a degree that if you have a severe trauma, your grandchildren can have changed genetics from that. And so we can manipulate the genetics and how strong they're expressed. And so this genomics is using your genetics to make a medical plan for you of actionable things that will alter your outcome and better your life. Now, let's say, can I go to my regular doctor and say, I want you to do a, a, a test on my uh, genomics? Uh, what would he say to me? Uh, and, and where would I go? And how would that be done? What's, what's that process? Um, I don't think most regular doctors are doing it. I, I, not that many physicians in Illinois are using the particular tool that I use. Um, so I use one called Intellix DNA. Um, I do use a couple tools, but that's the comprehensive tool I use that I favor. Um, and you can look through their website and see who in town is doing it, who's licensed to do it, or you can contact them and look at their website. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, it, every state would have a different answer, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. So this yeah. is really being in the forefront of, of, of medicine. It is. Uh, if anyone yes. is truly interested, they can send me an email and I can try and put them in contact with someone in their state. Why don't you give us your email and, and give it out a couple of times so people can uh, uh, maybe grab a pen or whatever. Please do that. Absolutely. That's Mindful Medicine Clinic. So try and keep it real easy, but long. Mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L, medicine, M-E-D-I-S-I-N-E, and clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C, at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be taking a break again, and we'll be back momentarily when we will continue to be speaking with Dr. Sarah Mann, and she's from Mindful Medicine Clinic. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. <laughs> I got you, again. you got me again. 
Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! <laughs> Hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And we've been speaking with Dr. Sarah Mann from Mindful Medicine Clinic. Now, Sarah, I had also uh, recently read that when uh, women are uh, having sex and they've been on cannabis, they supposedly have longer, better orgasms than men. Uh, Can you address that, please? Well, that, that is the rumor. Now, I don't know about longer and better than men. That might be true, but longer and better than for sure when they're not using cannabis. Um, so there's actually a bunch of studies that say that. The, the drawback of the studies is that they were interviews, so women felt they were having longer, better orgasms. Um, so whether that was a cannabis perception or a physiologic change, I don't think it matters, to be honest. But um, uh yeah, several studies. And what those studies showed was it was not only women who had smoked cannabis just prior to the sex, it was women that just used regularly throughout the month and didn't use prior to sex. They also had better orgasms. I was just oh. talking to a graduate student. I, I was encouraging her, hopefully, she takes her study in this direction, but to actually measure the orgasm, uh, there's there's a woman who made a, a vibrator that actually measures the strength and length of a contraction, and it can be measured, and this can actually be tested. So I'm hoping someone is going to test that in the near future. Okay, so that would mean that, <laughs> this is getting very interesting, that they would actually, <laughs> a woman would have to come into a clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would have to have the, the, the instrument put where? <laughs> well, I believe probably the study could be done at home and the data could be just downloaded. But I did once see a study with people having sex in a CAT scanner to see what happened inside. So I wouldn't discount anything. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, the penis goes surprisingly zigzaggy, not straight. Not straight. Well, maybe that's good no. that, it, that is, it's, it's, it's not straight. It could get boring. How about Well, how that about explains that? what it does in those four inches. Yeah. <laughs> you are funny. Now, I know that you've um, uh, been involved with uh, uh, doing education and all of that. Can you uh, uh, let us know what you're doing in that, in that area in terms of education and cannabis? Absolutely. So last year, uh, Community College here, Oakton Community College, uh, started the first college certificate program. So I was a part of that. And I wrote the course for uh, the Cannabis Pharmacology and for Cannabis and Society course. And then um, I will be starting actually at DePaul as well. So probably in the spring, I'll be teaching at both. But this fall, I'll be teaching at DePaul um, as part of their cannabis curriculum. So that's very exciting. I actually went to DePaul, so it's kind of a, a virtual return home. I hope to go to campus one day. Now, does that mean that uh, they're going to be offering at some point uh, a degrees in, in, shall we say, cannabis medicine? Uh, what do you look like? Uh, what does it look like in the future? If, you, I think if you're so. starting to um, do this, what does that mean? 
Absolutely. Well, I think before cannabis medicine, there'll be degrees in like cannabis pharmacology and, you know, some other stuff for the processing and extracting, which gets to some very high level chemistry. So I think those will be the first cannabis specific degrees that in the agriculture and growing. Uh, I do think it will become a medical specialty. I just think we don't know enough yet uh, about balancing cannabinoids and terpenes. But once we get there, it's going to become complicated enough to become a specialty. Now, do you think this would be taken on by, uh, let's say, uh, you know, which department in a university? Let's say, you know, at, at Northwestern University, would it be in the Department of Medicine or would it be, I'm just saying social services, uh, where would it go? I mean, if you, if you have your druthers, maybe I should put it that way. Yeah. I mean, if, if a place has an integrative care department, that is a good place because as its name suggests, it's integrative and it likes to take facets from other place, uh, or places. But um, yeah, I would think either internal medicine or family medicine, especially with all the autistic kids, or in a more conservative system, perhaps in the neurology and or pain departments, um, if you want to really restrict it to the most crucial of the uh, the things we use it for. Interesting. Now, finally, what kind of advice would you like to give people out there? We have many listeners, and uh, as we were learning, uh, they they are having uh, problems during this time in terms of anxiety. Uh, can you give them kind of a blueprint uh, of how they can uh, feel better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're, well, assuming you want my opinion on how to use cannabis to feel better, because there's a lot of answers to that. Um, uh, like I said, start low, start with something inhaled if you can, um, just because it starts quick and it wears off quick. Start off with something that's called either a one-to-one or a two-to-one, at least as much CBD. And you want to... In- Take a puff and then wait a full three minutes, see how you feel and take another puff um, and kind of see how it calms you down. And if it's helping, you can explore it more. And the most important thing I want to tell them is how safe it is. Um, I, I know this because I've worked in critical care for 10 years and I've never taken anyone for any cannabis related anything. Okay, I've taken all kinds of drug overdoses, long-term alcohol damage, acute intoxication. I've taken a lot of things. For, it doesn't matter if it's a pharmaceutical or a street drug. The only drug I have not taken admissions for is cannabis. I've taken more Tylenol and aspirin admissions than cannabis admissions. So it's not toxic. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to have an unpleasant, uncomfortable night, and then you'll move on with your life. Well, I think that's that's uh, very helpful. And uh, please uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you, not only by email, but uh, your clinic and all that, because I'm sure people uh, would, would love to talk with you. Uh, do you do any you know, Zoom uh, meetings or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I try and have free Zoom classes. Um, anyone can consult me. Um, if someone's out of state, I try and open myself up to non-medical consultations. If any clinician wanted help, um, I would certainly consult with them. I would be thrilled if a healthcare facility actually wanted to implement something. I would absolutely walk them through it. Um, so I'm available for all kinds of consultation services. Um, I know I have a, a rare skill. <laughs> 
And I have rare Sarah and two beautiful toddlers. Well, that's nice Davis to see Davis. them. They're cute little kids. I, I, I wish we had this on film, uh, but, but uh, uh, the, the, the people are only going to hear them saying hello. Anyway, um, so what is your website? Uh, and is it up? It is. Well, it's mindfulmedclinic.com, and I hope it's up. Um, we have had a few technical problems in the last couple of days, um, and hopefully my IT guys have it all fixed up today. Good. Well, I, by the time I, this I, don't, I don't want to keep you any longer, but I thank you very much uh, for being on Dr. Mann, and you you be safe. And thank you. And, and let's have you on again, uh, maybe after the pandemic, if that ever happens, and we can Anytime. talk about more more cheerful things. So thank you very much. Folks, uh, closing now, please remember that my novel, Just Try Me, is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And I also hope you like the cover. And to all our listeners, visit us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by going to High Society with Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.